from a very young age, I, I went straight into modelling from high school and your being was placed on your exterior. And fortunately, what we were talking about before, I am from a small country town. I have wonderful family and friends and I'm so fortunate to have the upbringing that I did that grounded me so heavily in the importance of basically family and who you are as a person, how you treat people, how you treat yourself, the words you use, how kind you are, they are what make you beautiful. I'm Alison Rice, and it is with pleasure that I interrupt the season break to share a brand new episode of I'm Offline With. These special episodes are produced by Studio Offline and in partnership with a person, business or brand whose experience or advice will help us on our way. My next I'm Offline With guest is David Jones fashion ambassador and model, Victoria Lee. We had an honest conversation on the back of her Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival runway appearance And we did it in the most surreal way ever. We recorded live in the front window of David Jones's Burke Street store. Now that is one for the offline history books. I can't think of a better woman to front Australia's most iconic department store. Victoria is as humble as she is beautiful. And as you'll soon hear, she's also expressed and grounded and considered. She also listens to Offline, which, when she told me, I have to be honest and say was a real pinch-me moment. At the time of recording, Vic is living in New York City with her partner Matt, which is a far cry from her rural hometown of Narandra in New South Wales. She's been featured in titles including Harper's Bazaar and Vanity Fair, but when you take away the runways and the modelling achievements, Vic is a thoughtful young woman with a fierce connection to her family. Like so many of us, she just misses home. In this honest conversation, Vic opens up across a range of topics, including her relationship with her exterior, how she remains true to herself, existing as an overthinker, wow, I can relate, how she uses criticism as a pathway to growth, what it feels like to be an ambassador for David Jones, and how her rural upbringing has shaped the way she's in the world today. Here's the angelic Victoria Lee and I for this special episode of I'm Offline With in partnership with David Jones. Oh, it's on and we're recording. We were just having a chat. We were. (laughs) We were too keen. I was just saying... (laughs) Before we knew we were recording. Yes, Offline was born out of my desire to explore myself internally. Yeah. But I don't think I really framed it accurately when I started, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's become like 60 episodes in. Wow. The audience, I feel like, and they share this with me, that they've heard me um, get Bro. close to myself yeah. throughout the experience. And Amazing. I thought I'd just do like eight episodes and then I'd have to go and get a real job. <laughs> and so honestly to be sitting in the front window of DJs with you, yeah. having an honest conversation, like it's otherworldly to me because yeah. 18 months on, no way did I think 
that this would ever happen. So that's really incredible. And I think that's how the most amazing things do come into your life because you just have to be open and just have to take that risk and feel like you listen to that little voice that says, just do it. Mm -hmm. There might be so many things, people, you know, events that might be like, "Mm, is this right? What's your plan B? Mm Because I had that too when I started doing what I was doing. Again, I didn't have a forward vision. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take this opportunity with both hands mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And that was my big lesson was allowing myself to sit in the success mm-hmm. and to stop minimizing myself yeah. while I was recording because I think it's that maybe that tall poppy thing and we can talk about that a bit yeah. maybe even in modeling because I didn't want anyone to think I'd thought I'd become this thing or I was all of a sudden too good. So I kept going, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. And now I'm like, no, this thing is helping women express themselves, Alison. You have to rise with it. And I'm energetically, I'm very different. Like I sit here before you and I feel like confident in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I totally can relate to that because I even, I think it is an Australian thing though. We are so modest as a culture because, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we work really hard and we have a really great work ethic and we aren't, you know, screaming from the rooftops our accomplishments, which isn't a bad thing. But I think that can go into an area where you you do lack that confidence that you need and that pride in yourself. And that is something I struggled with too because you do minimise and you there is a tall poppy syndrome, I feel, and you don't want to move into an area of arrogance. I think that is, is such a horrible trait and... It's a fine line, but I I feel empowered when I do see someone else stepping into their personal power and that allows other people to shine when you embrace who you are fully and what you're doing fully. Reach. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm and I'm again with age and with with experience, you learn to just you are you and no one has had your experiences. So for you to project your light, to stand in your own accomplishments and what you've done and what you're proud of, that doesn't disen- you know, engage anyone else to shine their light. It might help them. It helps me when I see someone just owning what they're doing and loving themselves in the process. I'm like, oh, hey, I'll just take a little bit of that energy <laughs> into my day. You know, what comes up to me when you say that, um, rand, it's very random, um, you know Goop? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so I do. She has a great podcast. She has a lovely podcast. Yeah. I learned so much from it. Her um, chief of star, uh, chief content officer, I think she is, um, Elise. Um, yeah, Elise Lunin. Lunin. Yes. Who's now just becoming this incredible kind of entity of her own. She was doing a um, podcast interview and she, I just loved the way she described um, why Goop and Gwyneth is so polarizing. Yeah. Because Gwyneth didn't ask permission to mm. sit in her truth and to share her stories. Okay. And so we can so easily be torn down as women when we don't say, do you mind if I talk about this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've got this experience I'd like to share, shall I? She just went for it. Went for it. Yeah. And so it's interesting how quickly you can be torn down by sitting in that personal power. Definitely. As well as lift other women up. But, yeah, it just, just came up for me as you were saying that because she's someone who I feel like, was a trailblazer in so many ways. Yeah. And I think as well that really does reflect on where 
say that person is coming from, whether in the polarizing situation, depending on whether that woman or man or whoever is supporting or tearing down, I think that says a lot about where they are in their journey. And even at that point, that isn't something to judge either. It's just they haven't reached a point where they can be open to that maybe or where they feel comfortable even being open to the information or learning. It's like not for them. Because it comes, it's fear, I think. I think it's fear. I think it's fear and not just having an open mind or, and that's again not to say that it's a negative. It's just there's a point in their life where later on, because I've got books, for example, like Eckhart Tolle is someone that I really admire and I have had his books sitting on my bedside table for so long and I've gone to open them and I've had to put them down after two pages because I've not been, my mind just couldn't embrace what he was saying. And at that point I did have a bit of like, oh, I can't do this. Like it was negativity. It was just like, no, I can't. And that was because I wasn't in a space where I was ready to take the information in to learn and all come from an area of like, oh, I can relate to that. But throughout my journey and as I've gotten older, I've become more and more like able to relate to things and see myself in these situations. So it's all, anybody's journey is so personal. It is. Um, I think it was Pip Edwards' episode. She talks about the power of now. Yeah. And she said her dad gave it to her like a long time ago. I think, it was, I think she said 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And same thing. She had it for a long time but she never read it yeah. and it's the type of book where what it teaches you have to be fully ready to receive yeah. or I was the same, you just like, ugh, yeah. what is this? <laughs> no, that's wacko. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes. Um, but, yes, once you have those life experiences um, and you read it and you're like, Oh, profound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm so glad you raised that because um, I think that's a good sort of maybe hopefully a takeaway for women listening that mm. anytime, and I've dealt with this myself, even criticism for the podcast, mm. anytime somebody is criticizing us or seeking to pull us down, mm. it truly is a reflection of their own state of consciousness yes. and their own yes. relationship with themselves and what we're doing triggers them. Yes. And so it's actually all of their stuff. It's very hard to look objectively mm-hmm. at personal criticism. And I think that's putting the space between what they're saying and who you are. Yes. For so many years, there was no space for me. Mm-hmm. What they were saying and mm-hmm. who I was was the same. Oh, for sure. Yeah, person. And I don't think that's, I don't think anyone can say it. They don't take things personally, but, or criticism, mm-hmm. even constructive criticism. And that for me was a long time you know, becoming used to that and in modelling. What sort of criticism would uh, you get? It would be it would be in the job. It would be, you know, you would go for there's castings and you're just not right for the job. And I really had a conscious approach to that and whether or not I got the job was not to do with this person judging me for the person that I am inside. You know, this this job is what it is and you are judged a lot on your exterior. You might have five minutes with someone, but that is not long enough to get across who you are as a human being. So if I didn't get a job, I was like, okay, that's totally fine. I didn't fit that job for my, you know, look. If it was like, oh, we just don't want to work with Victoria. I we would be like – Exactly. Yeah. I would – that I would for sure just be like, oh, my God, I'm heartbroken. But I think it's – I think, yeah, it's it's separating 
yourself and having enough confidence in yourself, which you do build up over time, to just hear these things but not take them to heart. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, people are on their own journey. They're thinking about something maybe you're not and it's just it's difficult to – Yeah. Criticism is such a, a difficult thing because it can be very helpful, you know, if you listen to what – because I've also received harsh criticism that the message might have just not been delivered well mm. and I've just learned very important lessons that were hard to hear. Yeah. But when you strip it down and take the information away, it's quite useful. It can be really useful yeah, and growing. Yeah. Mm. So as much as we can, criticism can be, you know, it can hurt our ego. Mm. If we step back from that and learn a lesson moving forward, and then you can choose to take it or not. Mm. There's been definitely parts of myself that I choose not to change, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of within yeah. myself. Can we talk a little bit about that? Um, it's actually we're totally off script. I'm going to. We get kind to my of are off script. Soon. Do you want to get on? To yeah, that? I will. But before I do, I would like to know what is your relationship with your external? Because, like, as a a model, and you're obviously the David Jones ambassador. I just, I'm trying to understand you look in the mirror every day and your external and your physicality is your profession. So what is your relationship with how you look? Yeah. Is that like a very broad question? It it is, but it's very poignant. I mean, yeah, I, from a very young age, I I went straight into modeling from high school and your being was placed on your exterior and fortunately what we were talking about before I am from a small country town I have wonderful family and friends and I'm so fortunate to have the upbringing that I did that grounded me so heavily in the importance of basically family and who you are as a person how you treat people, how you treat yourself, the words you use, how kind you are, they are what make you beautiful, not your exterior. That's so nice. Yeah, so I think that for me, Mm. moving into this industry made me able to disassociate from my exterior all the time, Mm -hmm. from the get-go. So you have that thing where you're like, there's Victoria, Mm -hmm. the model, Mm -hmm. who looks this way. And then there's Victoria, the woman who feels this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, in my approach to modelling, have connected the two to make sure that the way that I behaved was in line with who I am in the inside. Mm -hmm. And fortunately I've got wonderful people around me. Mm -hmm. My team, my my agents are so supportive of that and know me so well Mm -hmm. that they encourage that and they know exactly who I am. And, and what you wouldn't, wouldn't what do. What I wouldn't, wouldn't do and what I'm comfortable doing and not comfortable doing. And that is something that I've carried through my entire career. And I just feel, I've always felt this way, that at the end of the day when I get home and I go to bed, I sleep soundly because I'm proud of myself and any and feel comfortable with what I've achieved. Because I think if anything pushes you out of your moral compass or like pushes you too far out of what you're willing to do and not do – that you question who you are at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Yeah. I talk a lot about um, particularly in the media industry influences, I guess it extends to modelling as well. There's We have a choice if we're going to sell our integrity or not. And selling your integrity is very lucrative. 
It's a lot of money in doing that. What's difficult is saying no to those opportunities and those jobs that make you compromise who you are. But we have to think about it as like, say for you, I want to talk a little bit about what, how you're thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. But certainly for me, I'm like, well, I want to build a 10 year business. And so what's required of me today is to mostly decline politely the things that just aren't in alignment with what I believe in. But you sacrifice financial independence. Mm -hmm. You know, I look Mm -hmm. at perhaps the money that I've turned down and, you know, the logical part of me is like, Alison, what are you doing? Like maybe this is just a couple of years thing and you're turning all this down. I'm like, no, I don't trust what's inside here to know, you know, what I'm doing is long-term. Absolutely. And I think any time that I have, I just, I really am a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm. And maybe opportunities that you did say no to, but also ones that didn't come off that you wanted to happen or happen as they should and even at the time when you think like oh my goodness because you're thinking it's just like I have I'm such an overthinker and I can get I can get so stuck in my head but if I really just stop and remain connected to my I know this is getting like you know into the more like ethereal sort of thing but if I just this is me yeah I like I just this for me is so important in in day to day is just like remaining true to yourself and even if you don't understand fully what's happening at the time but you have a good feeling trust that trust your instincts trust your gut again this is something that I'm learning to do more and more because anytime my head can overtake that's when I get into trouble that's when I start questioning myself it's just like thankfully thankfully again I've got wonderful people around me that are just like Victoria trust yourself And any time that happens, even if it isn't the outcome that you had expected, it's one that is often the best for you and you actually sit with it at the end of the day and you're like, you know what, I think this is meant to be, yeah. And I think what you were just saying about you could make these steps faster if you've chosen certain paths, but at the end of the day, would you be as excited about what you'd achieved? Would you be as feeling as accomplished as you had just for putting in that work and effort to be at the end of the day fully 100% yourself. And this is like probably a good segue into like how does it feel to be an ambassador for such an iconic Australian brand but achieving that with your integrity intact? Like how to talk to us about that. I mean – you could have knocked me over with a feather when yeah, I got totally. that phone call yeah. to be like, Victoria, this is what's happening. My agent doll told me this. I was like, are you are you joking? I had never in a million years. And again, I think this is giving yourself credit or, or confidence in yourself. To, I didn't even think ever that I would be in this position. And to know that all of the hard work that you put in that may have gone unnoticed at the time or you think unnoticed or you're just like, oh, my goodness, like I am trying so hard because I worked as a model for years. Mm. I've nearly been in this industry for 10 years now and just to have remained myself and to have built these incredible relationships to then have that come to fruition in the David being part of the David Jones family was so like – Oh, my God, wow. Like, And celebrating that, like yeah. celebrating 
the achievement, like, cause I, again, it's something that I never do. And I'm so ambitious and so driven that I just want to keep, mm-hmm. you know, moving and like how forward. much is enough. Yes. Yeah. It's just stopping and celebrating that fact mm. was something that I did when I did find out that I was being offered this opportunity or role with David Jones and the lineage of past ambassadors. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine. Just to be in that pool of people mm. is incredible. Mm. And to be thought of in the same vein is incredible. I just, yeah, and uh, and to be given the responsibility is huge. And the platform. The platform, yeah. like the everything. So I'm, I'm so glad that they saw that in me, mm-hmm. that that role was appropriate for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to share with you, and I know we spoke a bit about it before, but um, we have a mutual friend yes. in Lauren Powell. And we love you. <laughs> I feel we love you, Lauren. Um, you know, I feel like I know you through her. It's like Aww. she speaks obviously so highly of you. And when I saw that you were announced as the ambassador, I just felt so deeply happy for you, knowing that you're this authentic small town girl Aww. who's done well. You know, it's a really different thing when somebody maybe comes from a more privileged background and is mm-hmm. connected in mm-hmm. our industry and those opportunities come through those connections. Mm-hmm. Whereas knowing that you're somebody who comes from a very humble upbringing yeah. to be, I mean, look at us. We're sitting in the front window of this cool. incredible story in Burke Street having this conversation. Like, yeah, I was just happy for you. I honestly, That's so yeah. nice. Thank yeah. you. No, pleasure. I have to share with you um, watching the DJ's runway at VAMP last night, just this feeling like for you and Tom, like, you know, Tom's episode is really special to me because he was just, he just gave himself to that and he didn't try and be anyone else. He just was Tom and the pace of that episode I think is really beautiful because it's who he is in person and just watching you two walk, I was like, these are just two just gorgeous people who are so deserving it's it was a different experience like I was just saying to Billy um in our last conversation like I've obviously seen a lot of runway shows and there's a different energy with people that you're like these people deserve these opportunities so that came through um you must have been exhausted last night though didn't finish till 10 o'clock the show we finished quite late yes it was a big (laughs) few days but you just saying that it's so not it's again it's so lovely like the team at david jones is is so wonderful so down to earth we just have a good time and tom is so he's actually the one who introduced me to your podcast he's just so genuine mm. and just wants to have a good time and even last night like I was getting tired by the end of it and he's like come on Vic it's like you're at a footy game we're about to go out you know you've been training <laughs> for this and I was like right okay cool get in that mentality and I was like <laughs> thanks, Tom. I just I was like I said I was like all right thanks Tom and he's just always coming over and he's like how are you you're all right and checks in and He's just a joy to be He's around. An angel. Yeah. And and so it was it was so lovely meeting Cameron and and Billy's so wonderful and Charlie last night has such incredible energy. So for us to be there as like a team mm. was really a lot of fun. So it's nice to know that that came through. I did. Yeah. And I guess because I knew I was talking to you guys and stuff, it felt oh, special true. to me. Vic is now living in New York, and I think that's a dream many women hold close to their hearts, that maybe one day we'll take the leap. 
As a country girl, I was curious to know how the city showed up for her. Does the pace affect her? And how does she like to spend her time in one of the most exciting cities in the world? Fortunately, I was very lucky with my introduction to the city. When I first arrived, I was living in an apartment on the Upper East Side, which... Isn't it fancy up there? Well, it is, but it's mainly, yes, I think first people think of like Gossip Girl. Um, I was not in a, I (laughs) was definitely not in a Gossip Girl situation, but I had this very cute little apartment. Um, I was there with one other girl who was, she was incredible. She was introduced me to the subway and how to get around. And so she was amazing, but I was also so close to Central Park. I went into a very family orientated area that was quiet away from the hustle and bustle of downtown. So I would have the park and I would go downtown and do whatever I was doing and work wise. Then I would come back uptown and I would, it was as if I'd shut off from the craziness. Mm. So it wasn't like I was thrown in the deep end immediately. I think Mm. if that had happened, I probably would would have been very overwhelmed. But I seemed to have this slow introduction and that's nice. it was nice. And I think for me being me again, I always had to have either a ticket booked home or knew that one of my parents were coming over in like increments. Mm -hmm. And that again, just that consistent connection to home was what really got me through those initial days because I was terribly homesick. I was, even in Sydney, coming from Narendra to Sydney, I was such a homebody that I was, it took me a very long time to get used to it. But I did find the energy of something, the energy of New York, something I did embrace, mm. which is weird yeah. because I'm from somewhere, for probably because I'm from somewhere that is the total opposite. Maybe it's not well, a I surprise. I think it probably, maybe it brings out, there's pieces yeah. of us, isn't there? Well, and so oh, maybe absolutely. it evokes that part of you that's like exciting, yes. opportunity, fast Yes, pace. and I think I knew because I did have this incredible escape, should I want to, Mm-hmm. then I could embrace New York for what it was. Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel now? So you're there mm-hmm. as long as you don't want to be there. Is that kind yeah. of the vibe? Yeah, and I've now spent more of my adult life there. Than wow, here. I didn't realise. I've been there nearly eight years, nine years. I, didn't I mean, know. been there. I, yeah. I come back and forth a lot, but based there. Yeah. So I've been really fortunate that I've had best of both worlds and – it's like my life is there but my heart is here, That's which nice. is really cool. You know, I, I get to go and experience New York City and it's like incredible, mm. crazy, gritty wonderfulness mm. and then come home to Narendra <laughs> and like not where like go to the local bakery literally (laughs) I go down to the supermarket that's where you catch up with everybody Mm -hmm. and it's so nice but I just it's it's the opposite of New York I know I um this is like not even on that level but (laughs) I'm from Camden which is I know Camden yeah so I'd like to think I'm from Norellan, so like I'd like to think I'm a country gal or from yeah. a smallish town. And I kind of liken that to my relationship with Sydney and then traveling a lot for work. And even still when I go home now, there is um there's humility there for me. And I came from 
um, not a lot. And going back there and making contact with that is really important, I think, to keep this, what we're doing right now, feeling in a place of um, great gratefulness, you know, because we can so quickly be like, this is just my life. This for me, I mean, still in this front window, um, (laughs) it's like... (laughs) A pinch me moment type it thing. It is. For me too. Anytime anytime I'm doing something like amazing for work, it's like I love the fact that afterwards I'm going to go call my mom mm-hmm. and be like, guess what I did today? Or like I'm taking pictures and sending them to my dad to be like, look what I saw. Mm-hmm. And you, it is all about who you're sharing these moments with. Because if you were by, if I was by myself mm-hmm. and wasn't, in, like it makes it, if there's no one there to celebrate the good times with, yeah. like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I just because it, 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 what are, the other thing I've learned is just that that is the base. That is where you should. That is a constant. Your loved ones, your family, your friends, your people, and then everything that makes you go up here, like amazing things that happen, you can enjoy them. But then, even if things aren't great even if there are low times where you are, you know, for me it would be the homesickness. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you know, something didn't happen and I really wanted it to. Mm-hmm. You can get through, you don't can, You don't really attach yourself to, the to either. Of, yeah. You just know that these things are great, these things happen, but at the end it's of not the my day life. it's, it's not, not my, your life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. If I can ask, do you live with your partner in yes. the States? Yes. Yes. Um, one thing I love to know, especially with the women I interview who have kind of big profiles and are on Instagram and it's all that world, is like who is your partner to you? Like how does he show up for you? Like so for Tony, he's just that grounding force in my life that like nothing is real without him. And what was your so partner's nice. name? Matt. Matt. Yeah. So what? How? who is he to you in, in your life and how does he show up for you? <laughs> he is just that person at the end of the day. We just laugh all the time. He just makes me laugh more than like we will just make a joke and he's just that one person that, as I said, I can get really stuck in my head. I can overthink. I can get anxious and worry. He'll just bring me back down. He was like, well, well, and just like catch me and just pull me back and just be like, this is what? This is is what's happened, you know. You have made it this ridiculous thing. Yes, in your um, brain. He's the elaborate essay you've written in your mind. He's like, he's like, let's just dial it back. He always says, "We cool your jets." (laughs) Is he Aussie? Yes, he's Aussie, and he's so wonderful. Just to remind me, just don't worry about it. Just Mm. it's fine, and we have a good time together and we're just so silly at the end of the day he's that person Same that Tony and I really mm-hmm. it's just the nicest thing and like we'll get home our favorite thing to do is just get home at the end of the day and we just sit on the couch we order delivery and just watch Netflix I know that like a lot of people do that but to that's our f- most fun thing yeah and just we can be He's the person that you just do nothing with. Yes, this is like Tony. I yeah. have to like um, like convince Tony to sit like close to me. Like mm. he has his little chair in the corner <laughs> which started as like my special velvet chair that no one was to sit on and then he started sitting on it. And he's just been like, like, oh, this is great. This is not for sitting. This is just for like just purely aesthetic. 
but he likes his own like space and he eats his yeah. dinner and stuff. And then I'm like, come and sit with me, like just to be like touching him and watching TV. That's just enough. Yeah. Not don't need to talk necessarily, but just like. Yeah. And I think that, that that's the other thing is you can – I feel so fortunate also, just side note, that I have found that in someone. Oh, man. Like, I never thought that would happen for no. me. Honestly, I didn't. Yeah. Just that person that you can have these ri- ridiculous – we have these ridiculous conversations. We send each other like the most bizarre memes. <laughs> but then we'll also be like, okay, so what's your thought on this like? political things just mm-hmm. you know we can yeah. have both of those conversations mm-hmm. or we can just sit and say not a word to each other but then I'll like crack up laughing because he'll send me a picture that he's walking around the apartment in like my slippers he's like <laughs> I miss you he's gonna hate that I said that but yeah <laughs> like wearing them so it's it's oh, that person sweet. that you just because for me like that person in your life should be like that one thing that is not mediocre you know, oh yeah. It's like it's supposed to be this fun exuberant. And not saying that it isn't, you know, there are times where it might not be. Like anyone, we don't see it eye to eye, thank goodness, on everything. Mm-hmm. Like you need those opposing factors. And but for majority of the time, he's just like your person. Yeah, agree. Yeah. And when you experience love at that depth, and that has that breadth, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. What happened to me was I realized why everything else didn't work yeah. with the other people. You know yeah. what I mean? When yeah. why? Yeah, because it didn't have enough of that polarity. Maybe. Um, and for me, it was an, I didn't think about it. Mm. It was the one thing where I just was led again by that little internal like, well, it was my heart, but mm. it was like, I'm just gonna go for this, and not one little red flag popped up. Mm. So for me, I was just like, oh, wait. I was just waiting for it too. I was almost like, hang What's on, I've got to overthink this. <laughs> I haven't overthought this yet. And nothing came up. And I was purely just In seeing the totality of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Vic was in Melbourne to represent David Jones at Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival. It was such a pleasure to watch her walk in the Brands Runway show to model different designers and trends. Me being me, I wanted to know more about her relationship with style and also how she spent her DJ's wardrobe allowance. Imagine having one of those. I also shared with her that I feel really out of touch with current trends. That's never a bad thing. It's always just know you, know what you like. And then if you see something, a trend or one, something speaks to you, go for it. Mm. Um, I'm someone that I love investing in like beautiful bags. I'm a self. You're a bag I'm person. I'm a bag yeah. lady. Just because living in New York, you, it's practicality. You have to be able to get from A to B. You're on and off subways. Like you are walking a lot. And I love shoes. I'm obsessed with shoes. Always have been. Mm-hmm. But at the Me end too. of the day, as you can see, I'm sitting here in sneakers. So I do love a beautiful shoe, but I'll invest in like a bag or a beautiful pair of sunglasses, something that my wardrobe can change up or remain consistent and then you add like a pop of colour with a bag or add an accessory, like even scarves. Like I'm I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. One thing with David Jones and 
becoming a fashion ambassador is it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Oh, I bet. And it's been so good Got to get for out of the jeans and a T-shirt. Oh, got to get out of the jeans and T-shirt. And like the because I have like my wardrobe that I would just wear like my uniform, mm-hmm. which is exactly that, like jeans and a T-shirt. And I just learned and have learnt to embrace fashion and that it is such an incredible form of self-expression. Mm-hmm. You can wake up and choose to in explore so many different sides of yourself yes every single day yeah and have fun I sometimes like today I'm wearing an incredible Camilla and Mark gray suit and this makes me feel like almost boss mode and you know look professional do I I mean I've had help hair and makeup wise I don't wake up looking (laughs) can I share with you Mm. That there's a guy doing a dance behind you trying to get my attention. Oh, no way. And I just thought I'd give him the acknowledgement that he's desperately do you, seeking. Do you want me? Should I? Give him a wave, yeah? I think. Hello. Hi. Oh, he's on He's on film too. There do you we think go. He's ha- do you think they're happy with that? Oh, they are. They're good. good. You know, the most, um, the most powerful and in-demand thing is our attention. And when you can just put your awareness on someone for a moment, sometimes that's enough to. Yes. I'm learning about that. Oh, um, I'd love true. to talk to you about, we haven't got much time left. but Have we I'd not? Like, no. Oh, gosh. Because we've just been shooting the breeze. Shut no way. Um, I was about to swear then. Me too, actually. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say breeze. <laughs> My mind went straight there. <laughs> that's the Aussie. Yeah. Um, so after this, you'll be back in New York. Yes. I want to talk about how you're thinking about your future as a model and perhaps how your work might evolve. Like obviously you're in an incredible ambassadorship role now, um, but I feel like, you know, you are and there's so many sort of smart and strategic women today who we see ourselves as much more than the one thing that people might know us for. How are you thinking about like navigating this and like yourself perhaps as maybe a brand is the wrong way to talk about it but when you stare down like five ten years how are you thinking about the future of your career this is something that I do think a lot about because it's but again it's almost like you have these incredible opportunities but then you're like, what do I like? Like what, what for me, it's, it's narrowing. I really, when I stop and think about it, like what gets me excited? What do I do with myself when I am not working or, or you know, where, where do I put my energy or what makes me light up and get lost in the moment? If I could create something out of those parts of my life, that would be amazing. What is that? I don't say, do we know what that know. is? No. I'm, I mean, like we were saying before, it's almost like I want to embrace where I am now, but also I'm, I'm not silly. Like I, of course I want to look forward and, and make those plans ahead of time. And that it does, is something that excites me. And I feel so fortunate to be in a position to have a platform to springboard. And to. I guess that's that big thing. It's like. 
you've got the platform and it's yes, that and existential it's like, thing of like, and what am I going to do with it? Exactly. Yeah. And there's almost a little bit of pressure mm. that I think I'm putting on myself more than anyone, as I always do. Mm-hmm. But I – it is literally a good, really good question mm. that I'm yet to have narrowed down to a point where – Me too. <laughs> yeah. But I think yeah. what like what you've done is you've sort of like – you had this idea and you're like, hmm, let's see. And it's just blossomed mm-hmm. and evolved into something that you are so passionate about oh, and thank you. so good at. I think when you can converge those two things mm. and you are helping people, at the end of the day that too is something I want to do. I want to be mm. able to help humanity in any way I can yeah. and because I think that is where you get your purpose. So if I can, as I was saying, converge a little bit of all mm. of those things – and leave a little bit of a, you know, leave some impression of positivity anywhere on someone, then I'm I'm so glad that I've done that. Then we've done it, yeah. I'm going to share, I'm just trying to be more in the moment with this thing versus mm. like, think, you know, in my head about like what I'm building. But it's just very relevant, I think, for me just to say like what you're saying is um, – is how I'm thinking about the future of what I'm building Mm. and this belief that particularly as women, ambitious women, Mm. driven women, how can we better understand our individual energy? How can we explore our unique gifts? So what can only we do? What is the need of the time? Mm -hmm. And then how do we marry those three things together and do we pop out then at this thing we call purpose? I think mm. so. Mm. So that's kind of what's taking shape for me. It's like it's early and I didn't think I was going yeah. to talk about it, but here I am in the front window of DJs talking to you about <laughs> it. Um, but I'm trying to be just, yeah, in, more in the moment actually with this stuff and sharing when I think it's relevant. But I think you've yeah. just articulated the way a lot of people, a lot of women in particular think about like what will I do because yeah. it can feel really existential, but actually yeah. I think we know. Yeah, I think it's in us. I, it's just I 100% think it's in it's within yeah. all of us. And it's just you you want to put in enough effort from your part but also have enough space for it to come to you. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. the timing has to be right. Like get out Things, of the way. Yes. <laughs> stop thinking so much because another issue for me is like yes, you can have this plan. But I find that can be quite dangerous because there can be amazing things that are popping them heads up and you're so set on this plan of this what you want to do that you can be closing the door of them on them without even knowing agree so I think obviously yes put into place the steps that you can and 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 do what you can and what you have power over but then realize that you don't control everything control is and that's the ma- so much magic in that mm. and so many wonderful things can come from that mm-hmm. So, because what is that? That's like explore opportunities deeply, mm-hmm. but don't be attached to outcomes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god that's, that's like hard. yes. And this is me. I'm like, listen to your own advice, Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Right this now, you go. Too. You go back and listen to this podcast. Like, <laughs> learn something from yourself. Yes. And that's what's silly is that I know deep down the power in just letting go, mm-hmm. but I rarely do it. Yeah. And when I do that, I'm like, oh, 
oh, okay, but it's like I had to explore all the all other the options stuff. that yeah. could have gone wrong. And this is what like, I point. call the work. Like we talk yes. about self-work yes, and really it's a daily practice yeah. of interrogating what's coming up and going on yeah, and then applying these things like the power of now, the letting yes. go technique yeah. to things as they as they come. We have like Definitely. two minutes and oh. I have like 70 other questions. Oh, so now I'm just wondering yeah. what we're going to – I know you know the last question, so just hold your horses okay. there. Do I know it? I think you do. Once I say it, you will. Yeah. Um, oh, before no, I do that, <laughs> um, look, I would, okay, maybe I would like to um, to maybe speak on behalf of hopefully the women listening. What message do you have for young women um, who, you know, you are someone who's, you've backed yourself and you've gone out and you've chased your dreams, you miss home but you live overseas anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have for young girls who might be listening as it relates to taking those leaps and sort of Mm. being brave enough to pursue what they're feeling inside. Yeah. Yeah. I would say don't ignore that. Don't ignore your nervousness or the fact that you might be really like, I could swear again, but um, (laughs) concerned, like worried about taking that leap. That's okay. And it's good to feel that way because it means you're stepping out of your comfort zone, which is the most important thing you can do. And just, just try. You would have incredible people around you, your friends, your family, your loved ones, whoever it is that love and support you. So just know that they're there. Go do it because they're going to want to see you achieve and reach your utmost potential. Mm -hmm. And then even for you, just I remember for me when I was really in this point of struggling, just knowing I would be more disappointed if I didn't give it all I had, failed miserably. But then again, it's not failure because you did try. Failure is not even trying. Mm -hmm. I think I would be so much more disappointed in myself. And that's at the end of the day, the only person that you really have to make happy or worry Mm -hmm. about because they're going to love you anyway. Yeah. The people around you. It's whether you can sleep at night knowing that you gave it. Just do your best. I love that. Just do the best you can. I don't even know where this is from, this saying, but it's like jump yeah. See where you land. If you don't like where you land, jump again. Yeah. It's just like yeah. keep And keep And going. there's never, you know, it's. I think society can place these rules on us and these achievements that we're supposed to have done. It's like don't just worry, just listen to you. Unsubscribe Ooh. from that. Unsubscribe just, from yeah. that. It's hard. I'm mm. not going to say it's not hard. I get lost in these thoughts as, we, as I mentioned, but mm. – Believing in yourself and trusting in yourself to just do it and just see, just mm. see what happens. So final question. Yeah. I could speak to you all day long. Um, offline exists as an exploration of self. It's my mum and dad out there. Mum and daddy here. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. These are my biggest fans. This is incredible. This is what it's about. Yeah. I'm so glad they're here. <laughs> yeah. It's this been so nice. They were there last night and I'm sure you would have seen, but I had this massive grin on my face whenever I passed them. Yeah. And my I brother saw. and his girlfriend Ruby, they were there and it was so nice. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Yeah. Um, so offline exists as an exploration of self. Mm-hmm. Who are we outside of the labels? So Victoria Lee, amazing David Jones ambassador, international model, living in New York. When we take all of that away. And no labels, no social media following, none of that. And when you're sitting in your true self, who are you and what comes up for you when I ask that question? I'm I'm just I'm a hundred percent 
just sitting with my family. Like I don't know if that answers the question, but I'm back at home. We're outside and I just have them all around me and we're just sitting like having a nice time together. Mm. I don't – that to me is the pinnacle of happiness and what matters at the end of the day. You are exquisite. Oh, thank you. What a pleasure to sit down with you. (laughs) No, it's a big highlight. Sitting down with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, well, it's been a highlight for me. I've I've really enjoyed it. Look at us in the DJ's window. I know. I mean, I forget that we're here. I'm like, oh yeah, there are people walking around. We're deep in conversation. Well, thank you for sitting down and having an honest conversation with me. And I'll just be cheering you on. Oh, thank you. I'll be listening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. You can find more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing wherever you like to listen. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share Offline with them. <laughs>